Hey everyone, thank you so much for listening to Unnecessary Conversation. Before we begin, I just wanted to inform you of a couple of things. Right now, you're listening to Season Zero, which is all of the characters' backstories. They are not essential to the plot, although they do contain foreshadowing and hidden things that may come to light later in the story. But the main purpose is to get to know the characters and the players' playing styles. If you want to skip this part for now and start listening to the main plot, the link to Season 1, Episode 1 is in the description. The description also contains links to our Twitter pages and our Patreon page, in all of which you can find extra stuff related to the story. Necessary conversation. So this is going to basically take the form of an interview, and you're going to be asked several questions, but then, but some of them are like typical interview questions, like tell me about yourself or like stuff like that. So we will, when that happens or when you feel like you want to elaborate on something where you can then go into like a narrative story. I never elaborate on anything. (laughs) Very well, then this will be a very short episode. So... You are taken into a back room and with a halfling named Maximo. 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 And uh, it's a little table and you sit across from me. It's a short table, actually, with short chairs because this is the office of Maximo. Um, <laughs> <laughs> there are bigger chairs like in the back and stuff that they can for take m- out. For Minimo. For Minimo and for, for the, the human guests and there's actually like a massive chair like really tall like Uh. a 10 foot high chair also in there yeah so but the the office is set up for two halflings because that's his default set up for the office (laughs) maximo Um, what's the lighting like oh the lighting is is uh nice it's actually is lit by um perpetual light or continual light in the office maximo is a cleric and so he sits down, he's, he's cheery, he's, he's on his side of the desk with, uh, and he's got like a, he's got a little piece of parchment in front of him that has the questions on it. Then he has another piece of parchment with like writing stuff next to it so that he can take notes on it. Is there anything else on the desk? Yeah, there's, uh, the, so there's his holy symbol is like right next to him and, uh, there's like, there's like a little desk toy, you know, that one of those bird things that like goes and dips its beak in the thing and then comes out um and then there there's like there's books behind him uh some of them are holy books some of them are like practical like manuals and stuff and like it's there are like some sort of disorganized uh things on the desk too and yeah he's like writing do i recognize anything on the desk not like have i seen this particular thing before 
but do I recognize anything's origin or symbols or anything like that? I mean, it's mostly bits of paper. Um, there's some drawings on there, like little sketches of um, of things on oh. there. I take my finger and I put it on the paper and start drawing it towards me. Oh yeah, uh, take a look if you if you like. Uh, uh, I take a very very interested look in 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 the paper and um, what's this? Well, uh, if we are going to be real, I have a terrible Irish accent. I actually don't know what's called. Really. Uh, yeah. So. It looks like a quachum. Oh. Quachums are very interesting things. They're abstract shapes mostly, but they were used by the funiculan. I never got that word right. Anyway, there's people that lived long ago in the third. Third? I don't exactly remember where they were, but I could get there if I needed to. Anyway, they had these things all over the place. And they looked very similar to this. Although it's quite a bit different, actually. But it is reminiscent. Interesting. How about this, how about this one? I... All of these drawings, I don't know what they are. Uh, it's interesting that you bring that up, though. Have you drawn them? Uh, no, no, these were given to me. Um, is the... Mm, is the lady still around that drew these? I presume. Uh, no, these were these were drawn by. I'm assuming either Beaduk or his uh, his people, his uh, his servants. Or, Ooh, or some he must have a female servant. Why? Unless I'm wrong, of course. Mm? Oh, uh, well, these are the products that the factory makes. The factory. Yes. We are in the factory right now, and you knew this. Um, <laughs> <laughs> okay, we're in a factory. <laughs> yes. Uh, so th this interview is actually occurring like five minutes into the first session that okay. we have not yet had. Okay. Um, gotcha. So you, so basically, as, as a background, you came to a factory, and this is actually called the factory. The factory. Because there's basically none other like it. And it makes stuff. And it makes stuff. That's a factory. And it makes these things, um, which you've been asking about. And so um, Maximo continues, and he's like, "Yeah, so um, we we have guesses about what it is, but Beaduk is very, uh, very sort of uh, secretive about." So what's the what's the pretense for me being here? We're gonna figure that out soon. Oh. <laughs> um, okay. Because I don't know what the pretense is for you being here. Oh. Yeah. Very well then. Okay. So yeah. Can, huh? Can I sort of assist in that process? So one of the interview questions is going to be, how did you hear about the factory and how did you get Fine. here? Why are you here? Fine. Yeah. So he goes on to explain. Yeah. I actually I have some some guesses about what these are. Uh, <laughs> so <laughs> I don't know if you've ever seen them. Yes. But there are there are people that are really big. They're they're like giants. And the skibox. What are the Sikabox? Well, it's giant people. Go on. Yeah, so there's like some... Uh, my colleague in the, the... The other guy who runs this... Uh, he he has met some of these giants who live in volcanoes. 
live in volcanoes. They live in volcanoes. I'm there's. Ooh. Is it comfortable for them? Volcano. Oh yes, it's very comfortable. This is like what they were made for to live oh. inside a volcano. But anyway, they're huge. They're giant, as the name suggests. <laughs> they're giant. <laughs> and um, but they need cutlery, and so to eat with. To eat with, or you know, toothpicks for their uh, for their sandwiches or knives for... I don't know what this mm-hmm. one would be for because mm-hmm. I, I feel like it's not like great at chopping. Um, but, you know, the factory makes them. In, it's, a, it's a utensil. It's really big, but... Uh, Is it this one? Yeah, that's... Uh, yeah. That's... I'm assuming it's... I, I don't know what it's for, but it looks like it could... Maybe maybe it would work sort of as a toothpick, but we also make like large toothpicks. Well, I've seen the tabaxi people sometimes use something like this, but it's not large. It's not very large. Of course, their teeth are much different than what you would think. Well, from you know my oh. teeth. Oh yes, teeth. the tabaxi teeth are yeah. They sort of look like the point of some of these toothpicks that we make. Yes, but so they don't really exactly use it like a toothpick. Well, that's beside the point. This is for the large right. people. They live yeah. in a volcano. Yeah, yeah. I think. So it's definitely not the tabaxi one. Oh, yes. Well, <laughs> I think it would actually make more sense if we made utensils for tabaxis, because they live here, in this, in Perheim, well, where we are. Yes, but... So these large people that live in volcanoes, are their teeth like tabaxi's teeth? I don't know. I think you'd have to ask my colleague. Where are these people? Where are what people? The people who live in the volcano. In the volcano. Where's the volcano? <laughs> uh, well, there's. Uh, um, I'd l- look around the, the room. Are there, are there? Is there anything that looks remotely like a map? Yeah, he's got a map table. on his wall. I, I abruptly stand up and go over to the map. Oh, uh, okay. Where? Where? Well, this is a map of Perheim. There's. I don't think there's any volcanoes. Here. Oh, so they're not here in Perheim. Oh no, no, they're. My colleague went to Vulcan, where the volcanoes are. Vulcan. Well, that's of course where the volcanoes <laughs> are. I look around for any other map, or anything that might look even remotely like a map. Uh, what are you looking for? A uh, map. I have an atlas here. Does um, it include Vulcan? No. <sighs> my my colleague might have one. I don't, I don't know. Oh, very well then. I sit back up. All right. Um, well, yes, so uh, on with the interview. Uh, could I just get your name, sir? Emerald. Emerald. Emerald Proudfoot. Ah, nice to meet you. Thank you. Yes. Um, and are you interviewing here for a job or just a visit? Uh, I know Beaduk just has us interview uh, everyone who wants to come into the thing, so we just use the same interview for all of them. <laughs> Uh, so we just have to ask: Are you are you applying for a job, or are you just here? Um, I I came in as something of a consultant, I believe. There were things that oh. you didn't know about, and I just didn't know what you didn't but didn't know about, and I thought I might be able to find something out. Oh yes, yes, I sent for you. Um, yeah, I asked someone to go and get you because I thought you might know things about giants or. Might be able to go and find out about giants. Yes, the the heat ones I'm not very familiar with. Oh, do you know, are there other giants? Oh well, yes, of course. There's there's 
Well, peoples are very different from one another, although they sometimes they look the same. There's people that, you know, among our stature, shall we say, um, mm -hmm. that live in many different places, and they call themselves different things, and they live very, very differently from each other. So those are different peoples, yeah. um, although they are physically the same as us. Yes. And the same is true for all the other kinds of people around. Yeah. Um, so yes, I've seen I've seen different colonies and whatever of giants that act very differently to each other. But maybe I've only seen mm, probably two or three different physically different kinds of giants, if you will. Oh, okay. Would you like to tell me more? No, not really. Not at the moment. Oh. Okay. Because you brought me here for something. Oh, yes, well, that's true. <laughs> right now we are technically in an interview, so I guess I should just continue uh, interviewing you. Please, my good man. All right. What's that on your lapel? Oh, this. This is my hoi symbol. That's a little different from the ones I've usually seen. Oh, which ones do you normally see? Oh, I see many. I've seen many of that basic configuration, but was that given to you as a gift from someone special? No, this is just the one I grew up with. I... Oh, you grew up with it? Uh, Did it come from your parents? It, it came from um, from the, the the rector of the, the seminary that I went to. Oh. Did he say anything about it, about where it came from, its origins? No. Was... Any stories about it? Previous oh. owners? This is just the symbol of Trini, uh, as far as I know. Uh, I guess I have seen other ones. Well, it's, it's, it follows the basic, yes, the basic structure. But do you see that little line right there? Is that a crack? I, I go closer to it. It's a crack. Oh. No. I don't know if it's a crack. It could be a crack. But it's in a very specific, particular place. I wonder. I think it's, it's an artisan's particular little gooch there. Oh. Quite interesting. Do you yeah. have a pay paper that I might borrow? Oh, no, okay. never mind. Yeah, okay. I, I pull out, I rummage through my satchel and pull out my my work diary. Okay. And I go up real close to it and I draw it as, as best I can. Yeah, now that you mention it, that little piece doesn't have any theological significance. Hmm. Oh, very well. Close my diary quickly. If I find out anything about this, I will let you know. Oh, well, thank you. Put it back in my satchel. All right. Cool. So I just have some more demographic questions for you, and then we can get into the like real. Mm. Yes. Very well. All right. Uh, Proceed. So could I just write down your race? My race. Yes. Um, well, I am generally known in general terms as generally a halfling. All right. Any elaborations you'd like to make on? Halfling? No. Okay. Do you mind if I ask you your age? You may ask. What is your age? I lost count. Around when did you lose count? <laughs> That's an interesting question. I lost count of that, too. Ah, how long ago? <laughs> <laughs> it's been at least 30 years that I didn't know how old I was. And don't ask me how old I was at that time. Very well. Because I've seen people like you. You've seen people like me? Indeed, that ask me questions like that. You see, my memory isn't what it used to be. Or, uh, hmm, I don't think it ever was very good. But, regardless. Okay. So, you're at least 30, probably more. Probably. Okay. Well, certainly. Because, 
Were you an adult when you lost count? Yes. Alright. So, you could be anything. Any age. Well, it certainly is something. I guess that's true. Yeah. It's one of the riddles that's plagued me, actually, for something more of 30 years. The last time I forgot how old I was, was a fall. Mm -hmm. I was climbing a cliff. Well, climbing is really the, not, not the right really word. I was swinging from one cliff to another. Oh, where were you? In, in Cavardi Fall. Cavardi Falls, where's, what world is that in? Or is that the world? Well, it's the main falls in Cavardi. It's a small, it's a small world that's that's out of the way, and I don't believe there are any current um, current occupants of the world. Mostly forgotten. I followed it from from some some vague notion that somebody was, was looking for some information about it. Anyway, most magnificent falls there on Kabardi, um, but very difficult to 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 get to if you're interested in getting to the falls themselves, which I was. Mm -hmm. um, well, I, I had uh, I had run out of my grapples. Okay. And so instead of grappling as I should, I was improvising yeah. and attempting to swing. And as I was swinging, trying to grab onto something that was a little bit out of my reach, which as you, I'm sure, appreciate. <laughs> yes, of course. <clears throat> um... Yes, well, um, there ensued a fall, and when I got up from my fall, um, well, sometime later, it occurred to me that I really didn't remember how old I was, and I worked it back to probably that fall that did that, or it was just my terrible memory. Interesting. Huh. I never thought of that. Huh. All right. Well, perhaps there's just so many things in my brain now that I can't retain anymore. <laughs> yes, I guess so. I've heard that that might happen. Oh, it does. It does. I uh, I've been working at I've been working at the factory in Perheim for the past maybe 250 years, and uh, it seems it seems that like when I go to bed, all that is on my mind sometimes is toothpicks. Well, that is what you do, my lad. It is. Yes, I'm quite happy. As in, I'm uh, fulfilling my purpose. Well, but it makes sense that you're thinking of toothpicks then. Oh, yes, of course. Are there any particular kinds of toothpicks that you're thinking of? Are they the ones that you see every day? Or are you thinking of toothpicks that might not be the ones that you've seen? Oh, no, I guess my, my job is more of the, like, the management side of the factory. Um, my, my colleague is, uh, who runs it with me is, is more of the like, you know, specifics. Uh, oh. Yes, I'm, I'm a priest of Prini uh, in her... Uh, a, insofar as she is a, a, a goddess of knowledge, whereas uh, my colleague worships Creamy, but uh, the more fiery side of her, as it were. Is that why he's interested in the hot giants? Yes, yes, he visited them. Uh, they, they had, um, they, they have forges there, uh, which is, I don't know why they don't make their own cutlery. <laughs> <But>. <laughs> Uh, but he has visited them, uh, and he, he does say that uh, although they have plenty of spoons, they have little else in terms of cutlery. And They're looking for one of these, or some of these. They weren't, as far as I know, but Beaduk uh, seems to have, I'm assuming, uh, 
picked up on that capital need. And... Oh, I see. Yeah. So they don't know that they need it yet. Or maybe they do. I don't know. I'm not the one who went to Vulcan. <laughs> When's the next trip to Vulcan? Oh, you just have to ask my colleague. I don't go to Vulcan. Um, he doesn't really go to Vulcan that much either. Hmm. We don't communicate with Vulcan, as far as I know. We just make the utensils and store them. The next time there's a, du a duel, do they come and pick up the utensils, or do they get delivered? I guess we're just making them for the future, I think. They're just all in the basement. Fascinating. Hmm. Well... But I figured that we might send you to Vulcan um, at some point as our consultant, so that you can go and learn about their culture, so that we might make better toothpicks for them, and knives and stuff. That sounds ideal. Yeah. Uh, I I can open portals. I can. I guess I could do it whenever. Um, although, perhaps my colleague would be a better suit for that, because he's been there and knows some of the people there and stuff. Oh, well, knowing people there probably isn't that important. Well, sure, but he can give you a tour, introduce you to uh, contacts and things. Yes, I had I don't stuff. know if he's been there in a while either. Uh, but... <laughs> yes. Okay. Vulcan. All right. Yeah, not right now, though. Uh, I have a couple more interviews after after this, but... Ah, um, more interviews. Yes, but, uh, yeah, just wanted to... We can get into the interview, uh, or I guess we've been interviewing sort of pretty well so far, but... Um, I guess our, my next question that I have on this sheet is, where are you from? Hmm. Well, where I'm from? That was a very long time ago. Yes, of course. You look a little younger than I do, I think. Well, we all look the same age. <laughs> no, I, th I don't know what it is. You have, a, you have a very youthful air to you. I don't think I have a very youthful air. But I that's see. okay. Oh, well, yeah, I mean, I'm... I'm somewhat over 12,000. Not ringing any bells. Could learn 30s still there, but I'm sure that's not right. For me. Okay. <clears throat> well, maybe you're more than 12,000. <laughs> maybe. Yeah. 12,030, as it were. Well, maybe. I left. I take out my, my personal diary and scribble a little something in there about maybe 12,000. This gent over here looks a little younger than me, if I could tell, just from careworn or whatever. And I go on for some time describing him, and I go back to his little holy symbol for a moment there and make like a footnote that I'm going to, that I have another footnote somewhere in my other book that I need to look at. He just sits there nodding and giving you time. Um, uh, Ronin. Ronin. And what's what's Ronin like? Ronin is a, a very very beautiful place, actually. Um, well, much like this place, in fact, and and much like Vulcan, in that they're beautiful, but they're very different from each other. If you catch my meaning. Yes, yes, certainly. Um, yes, where Vulcan is. Uh, well, you haven't been to Vulcan. Yeah, have you? I have. Oh. Okay. Just once. Okay. Yeah. So where this place is beautiful in its ways, and I describe some of the ways in which this place is beautiful. Yeah. Um, 
Ronan is 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 it's just plain peaceful and serene. There's green and reds and purples all over the flowers and the flora are just magnificent. And there's the strangest things that you can find in running water. What kind of things? Glinty rocks and such that that seem to be you know less abstract than you would think that they should be. Like a cube. Here, let me show you. There's cubes in the water. There's, well, yes, I found one. Oh. And so I rummage through my my backpack. Yeah. And I I pull out uh, mostly cubic rock. Um, Its edges are a little worn, but mostly cubic. Interesting. Are there many of these? There was a little cache of them that I found, all together. And to my curiosity, I figured innately that these were created by somebody. They were made, perhaps forgotten, tossed in the water or whatnot, and they were all together. But I'm not so sure because I don't. There's no tooling on it. So I'm curious if things like this are formed naturally. Interesting. I saw a triangle not too far from it, actually. But it was broken. It was a triangle that was broken in half. But clearly, it should have fit together. But <clears throat> Yeah, have you ever heard of Illuminisi? Illuminisa. Illuminisia, sorry. Well, that's a big difference. No, I haven't heard of the second. I've oh. heard of the first. Huh, interesting. Uh, see, it's a world that's a triangle. Is it? Yes. You actually would love it. it. There's not a lot of people there. It has like ruins and stuff. I I, I just look at him like stunned for, for a minute. A world with four flat sides that nobody lives in anymore. Oh, they used to. It's it's actually an interesting history. I uh, I did a did a paper on it once. Um, it's so <clears throat> it used to be a normal world. What's your name again? Maximo. Maximo. That's right. I write down maximum of it. Yeah, I, I visited there once to just sort of check it out and, and everything. Uh, but so what happened was, this is so interesting. <laughs> they, so it was a normal world, similar to this one. I think it was different climates, but it was mostly dwarves, you know. Ah. Um, and you know how dwarves can sometimes get it in their head to do some massive project. So, oh, yes. Um, <clears throat> so they decided one day, that they wanted their world to look like a prism. Really? Yeah. I make a little notes. As he's going, I'm so, noting all this. So they they got together their pickaxes and their shovels mm. and yeah. their wheelbarrows, and I'm sure they had animals and stuff too. Mm. And over many, many years, millennia, mm. they were backbreakingly able to move enough rock and stone and everything to make their entire world into a perfect pyramid. And then they set up cities on it as designs. So oh, there's one of the faces has like four mega cities on it that are shaped in such a way that it looks like an eye. And there's other ones that, and it's it's just so interesting if you were to fly around it, you would see it's so, uh, it's so incredible. Wow. Yes. 
It's amazing how they would even have the perspective being on the planet to make it look like a particular thing like that. Yes, I agree. They must have taken exquisite cartography. Phenomenal. Yes. Do you have a map of the place? I don't. I I do in my home uh, in Stovenland, uh, but that's not here. I'll make it a point to get a, a map of that place. I'm sure you would you would enjoy it. So anyway, you are you are from Ronin. Yes. Uh, okay, cool. And and you have you been there recently? No. So you, you don't you don't go a lot. No, my my well, mm, what I do takes me many places. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I end up circling back around to places I have been. I see. I see. Okay. Yeah, so your your family's still there, probably, I'm assuming. Hmm, I'm guessing that my brother's probably still there, but my parents, no, no, they, they wouldn't be there. They, I don't know where they would be now. They're quite wanderers, much like myself, although less, um, less focused, shall we say. They, they just like to move from place to place and see things. I see. Yes, I'm much more interested in actually knowing something about the places where I go to. I understand. I understand. Oh, well, that's that's very interesting. Um, yeah, cool. And was there anything that... When did you sort of up and leave? Ah, well, I was quite young, in fact. Uh, I was... Then I, I sort of switched to almost like a well-rehearsed sort of story. Okay. You know? While maturing, I was always fascinated with unusual, rare things. I particularly enjoyed things that bore history. I sort of get that from my mother. My father didn't really care about history too much. A rock with an interesting gouge in it, the burrow tracks, and a rotten log. That was that some kind of writing, I wondered to myself. Was there an ancient message left behind just for me? Of course, I mean, young one, that's what I thought. Everything was about me, right? What did it say? Lacking any literal meaning wasn't a problem for me. That didn't actually say something. Because I knew most things had a story to tell, if you look close enough. The visitor came to our steed when I was moved. The sister from the Order of Roots. Her order was no longer active, but for a few scattered sisters that still practice its ancient ways. Marvelous features she has. Hair, crimson, streaked chestnut, strands of silver. She peers from brilliant emerald seas, great weaves, teeming life. Her voice was soothing as the gods whispering thoughts in the twilight. She'd make a bodic gay, and I was fair away from myself about her. She brought with her a satchel. This very one! I pick up my satchel. This was a gift from her, in fact. I don't know why she gave it to me. She was very kind. Very beautiful. Did I tell you she was beautiful? You did? Yes, I believe I did. <clears throat> anyway, she brought out of it bits and bobs that make a lad cross-eyed. And that's what I was. A cross-eyed lad in wonderment. I marveled at the treasures, bouncing where I sat. Humming with all the joy gifted by the gods. I could sell her over each piece to you for hours, 
but I won't just now. Anon she moved on and left me of the satchel. But more, she woke a dormant wonderment, and wondrous and wondrous it is. Still but a pea, I set forth with naught but the sturdy bag to, well, uh, to find, well, everything. I discovered that all of creation be a might too encompassing for one's attention. I couldn't simply find everything like I initially set out for. Yeah, so people, though. People have stories to tell. So I settled my nose on anything that people would regale. Hmm. Hmm, it wasn't long before it was clear the best stories uh, were the ones from long time ago. That might be because the, the, the longer you go, sifting and stilling, what's left are what catches and keeps the ear and what goes on behind it. What goes on behind the ear. Oh, in their brain. In your brain. <laughs> what goes on behind the ear. Yes. Uh, setting the tail straight into, into your soul. Sometimes by singing them. Listening to so many tales and tunes, you grow keen to what's there and what's not. You get a you get a feel for it. You go, oh, oh, oh something happened, but wait a second, there's something missing. <laughs> and the people telling the tales, they didn't know what was missing. And of course, that wasn't good for me. I wanted to know. What was that piece? You went from this thing to this thing, and there was something in the middle. That wasn't there. Well, they didn't care, but I did. I started asking the singers and tellers about what was missing. Some took me for a loose calic, while others just didn't know. Being the curious sort that I am, I decided to find them, that which was missing from the stories. For every sort of story that was filt, there was another fallen from the edge. Where does one find the, the splunt riches? I didn't know. So I went about to find them. And so that's what I do now. I travel all around. Usually, I start with somebody's story. Hmm. Like the brochures. verse. I see. And then I go find out what I can. Sometimes there's a story behind it. Huh. Well, that is a very, uh, very interesting life story. I quite like it. Ah, there's yes. more, but... Too much, too much to tell. Oh yes, of course. <laughs> I I understand that my my twelve thousand years are full of <laughs> toothpicks. Toothpicks. <laughs> toothpicks for the past two hundred fifty. Yes. Uh, but yes. Uh, did you manage something before then? Something else. Did I manage something else? Uh, well, I I managed. I was I was the rector of the seminary after my old rector wanted to leave, and then I I went on and uh, and sort of managed uh, managed priests throughout um, throughout some some other worlds. I, I managed I was the the archbishop of uh, of Mybiz, uh, which which is a beautiful beautiful place. Archbishop, archbishop, yes. And then um, and then Beaduk found me and said, uh, hey, I'm starting a new project, and you don't say no to a Nephilim. <laughs> and so, so I said yes. Baeduk's a Nephilim. Oh yes, he's, a, he's one of the Nephilim. 
and so I... <laughs> Am I going to meet this Bayaduk? Oh, well, that's likely, especially if... You, he doesn't come around a lot, uh, but he started, he started this uh, factory, so... Um, he's sometimes around, maybe every once every decade or so. Uh, hmm. I consider for a moment whether it would be worth staying around for a decade. Yeah, or maybe he'll be here soon. It's been a while. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. Uh, that's his chair. For my office, at least. The big one! Oh, yes, the big one. <laughs> <laughs> ah, makes sense. Yes. <laughs> I stand up and wander over to the chair. Check it out, see if there's anything interesting. Marks yeah. or symbols or whatnot. Yeah, it's a plain wooden chair. Um, but uh, it's tall. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Maximo's like, oh, well, this this isn't like his chair. It's, it, it, it belongs to me, basically. It's it's in my office, but it's, oh. for, it's for him to use. <laughs> oh, 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 I scurry back. <laughs> Sit back down. <laughs> And I'm, <laughs> I'm assuming that that uh, that if I ever got a a giant to come here and and speak with me about about his or her uh, culture and toothpick needs, <laughs> <laughs> then uh, then they might sit in that too, or they might be too big or too small. I don't know. Some peoples um, have particular needs. Particular physical needs. For instance, if these if these fiery giants are actually fiery themselves, their bodies are hot, they might not be able to sit in a oh. wooden chair. Might burn up. I hadn't thought of that. I don't know, maybe they can. Yeah. I guess you're right. Wow. Hmm. They might simply be resistant or resilient to heat instead of producing heat themselves. That's true. I guess we'd have to ask my colleague. Yes. I don't know. Well, Oh, well, you've been to Vulcan. You must have seen them before. I have not seen the large people. Oh. Okay. <clears throat> Many times when I go to a place, it's for something very specific. Mm. And so, I go right to what I'm looking for, mm -hmm. and most of the time, I'm alone. I see. How do you transport between worlds? Oh, well, I have to get help for that. For that. Oh, yes, of course. But once I get there... Yes. <clears throat> Have you ever had like a um, a non-conventional transportation? I always love those. <laughs> I don't know. It's non-conventional. Oh, good. The conventional way is a spellcaster opens a gate in reality or does a teleport thing and then hmm. you go through. I'm assuming that's your normal, uh, normal way. But um, there are, for example, in, um, in my biz where, where I was archbishop of, they it is a is a nine world system um so the astral plane doesn't separate the nine worlds uh near my biz and so the, the mybitsians um they they would you could fly off of the planet onto the next planet and so they how would one fly they domesticated pteranodons <laughs> and hooked chariots up to them oh my I think I need to visit this place. Oh, it's excellent. I highly recommend. Um, the, there's another Nephilim there, actually. Uh, ah. Yes. Um, flying, though. Oh, no. 
Bera is just a normal guy. He's, oh, well, he's a Nephilim, but he doesn't fly. flying Nephilim. No, I mean flying. I wasn't referring to him there. I mean, <laughs> just reflecting on flying. Hmm. You don't like flying? I'm not so sure I do. Alright. That's fine. You don't have to fly for this job. Um, unless, unless it takes... Well, it's quite restricting, though. If there's a... If there's a way to get from one place to another by flying, and I just don't do it because I don't like it, I wouldn't let that stop me. Ah, yes, of course, of course, yes. Kind of like sailing. You don't like sailing? Hmm. I guess nobody doesn't like sailing. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I, I understand. I get a pretty neutral feeling from sailing. It doesn't. Uh, it's okay. It doesn't please me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I keep forgetting we live in paradise. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes. Well, that is good. Uh, so I guess I know what your work experience is then. Um, so that was going to be my next question. Unless you have a story about something you did at work that you want to tell me about. And if you want, we can move into like a like a role play and like you in, in a place and, and and then like have you have told Maximo the story, but us role-playing oh. you in, in this world, like, searching for this thing or whatever, if you want. And that way we can roll dice and you can fail at things, too, sometimes. And sure. Alright, well... Well, it's Vulcan that I'm going to, correct? For you? Oh, yes. Uh, if... Yeah, assuming that's... If you want this job after... Uh, and if I get it. <laughs> that's the idea, right? Yes, yes. Vulcan, is, Vulcan is the target. Vulcan's the target, and uh, other big people places, I guess, um, to figure out the culture and their food pick needs, basically. <laughs> is it all, only culinary things that you guys deal with? I don't know. I, like I said, I, I these toothpicks are my guess. I, I don't know if it's actually toothpicks or if it's nails. Although I guess the like wooden shaft of it wouldn't really work well as a nail, and well, it depends. Um, some places um, are constructed with soft materials that this could easily penetrate. Yeah, but would he hold it? I don't know. No. Uh, yeah. Well, because so on this diagram, like the tip is is metal, like the point. We're like toothpick, and then the rest of it is wood. Oh. Um, which is unconventional for a nail. I would have to agree. Yes. Yes. So the time that I was at Vulcan. Yes. There was, and I, I, I flipped through my, my work journal. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and I, and I find my entries for when I was in, when I went to Vulcan. Yeah. Um. Ah. Next time on Unnecessary Conversation. So you come out on the side of a volcano. The landscape is mostly black. There's not a lot of plants here, but it's like a hard stone planet. And the, the sky is usually pretty red. So I just checked to see if there's any anything that rings a bell between the trinket and any decoration of any kind that I see in here. I'm probably off to the side or in the back or something. And I... I just quietly watch him 
He lives right down, um, right down Main Street. I make notes to myself that indeed what you find in art sometimes is not indicative of the entire society. 